Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. It's your future. Let Zurich help you protect it. Talk to us today about life and serious illness cover. Now, more than 50 tents, 5-0 tents in Dublin city centre housing international protection applicants were covered in snow today. And with the weather looking set to uh, continue in this vein, the Minister for Integration, Roderick O'Gorman, and his department have come under pressure to house those currently sleeping in tents in freezing conditions. We can now hear another clip from the international protection applicant, originally from Pakistan, who spoke to a reporter, Barry Lenahan, a little bit earlier on. People are in worse situation, even we are also humans. But we deserve respect, dignity, even all facility, basic fertility, which is given to the migrants. But we have no such as such no facility. We are living in on streets, and even here the temperature is almost zero. And this morning, when the snow arrived... Some tents collapsed. The yeah. conditions were very bad. Yeah. Uh, even our friend uh, who belongs from Pakistan, uh, even he is my neighbor in front. Tent dropped down on him, and uh, he's uh, so much severe, uh, severe situation from cold. People they don't have winter coats, very light jackets. Yeah. Don't they have? Yeah. Even look to the all uh, my friend, they have a, their their socks are wet. Their uh, even their jeans, even their they are all are wet in position. And the temperatures tonight are set to be freezing or, or below freezing? Nobody sleep at night. All uh, are sitting in tents because the temperature was freezing. Nobody f- feel asleep from 24 hours. So we, are, we came here for a bright future. We are humans, so treat us like humans. And that is one... Uh, uh international protection applicant from Pakistan originally speaking with Barry Lennon a little bit earlier on. I'm joined now to discuss this further by Social Democrat TD Jennifer Whitmore and by Fianna Fáil MEP Barry Andrews. You're both very welcome to the programme. I'll turn to you Jennifer Whitmore first of all because you wrote in reaction to this that this is 100% a political choice by Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil and the Green Party to leave these people on the streets. What do you mean? So I, I think this morning when I saw those, the footage of the tents collapsing uh, in Dublin under the weight of the snow, I must say, Cormac, I was incredibly uh, upset, but also incredibly angry. Um, and the reason I am so angry about it is it is inhumane to leave these people out on the streets uh, when they come here seeking refuge. But it is particularly callous the fact that there are nearly 5,000 empty beds within the IPAS and the Ukrainian refugee system across centres in this country that are sitting empty at the moment. How do you know? so Laura Fletcher from RTE actually had a report last week where she had actually done a, a calculation and she, you know, she came up with the figures of nearly 5,000. Um, and indeed, uh, just a number of days ago, she had footage where it showed 50 brand new empty bunk beds that were sitting empty in City West. And when you say it's, think, it's these parties, Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil and Green Party's choice to leave these people on the streets in freezing conditions in tents, Are you saying that because you think they have a choice to put them into these empty beds? Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, the the government has paid, the state has paid for those beds. The state has paid for those beds so that they would actually provide refuge to people who need it. Okay, so let me bring in Barry Andrews and see if there's a a response. Is that correct, first of all, that there are 5,000 empty beds? Let, let me just be very clear about that there there are there are empty beds and they are there for a very very good reason so 
for example, the the first first of all, the city the city west beds. There are forty to fifty beds in city west that are uh, kept empty, in anticipation that there will be international protection applicants, male international protection applicants that are particularly vulnerable. They may be uh, infirm because of an illness. They may be very young. They may be eighteen. Uh, they may be elderly, and those beds are kept there in anticipation that they will be needed for vulnerable IP applicants. Are they not needed for these people? Uh, n- let me let me come to come to that. Just to explain that first one, okay? Because there's a there's a lot in there. We're talking about five thousand uh, vacancies. The second cri- the reason why there are vacant beds is that there are a, a very large number of that that are contracted for the purposes of the temporary protection directive, not for IP applicants. And these are contractual situations that the government has entered into with accommodation providers. So there's no way that these can be used uh, for IP unless the uh, provider of the accommodation agrees. The other area in which... Can can I just finish? Because this is the last last category, if you like, is that there there is some spare capacity, which is forward planning. So we know that there will be international protection applicants on Monday, Wednesday, uh, next weekend, coming into the country... And there is spare capacity there in anticipation of women and families and children that will be coming in over the next few weeks. So they're not. So, so the characterization uh, in in the opening comment there that there are somehow or another thousands of beds that are somebody forgot about how and decided not to are, are spare. allocate. How many beds so, are running? So what's that? happening right now is that the department are working on a very short term response to the, uh, the circumstances that have happened overnight that were not anticipated. Even the Met Office didn't know there was going to be a heavy snowfall. Yeah, what, what's the, the number of unoccupied beds in the so system? We, I don't have the exact figures, Cormac. Um, what I know is as we speak, the department uh, under Minister O'Gorman is seeking to provide a temporary resolution of this problem. Oh, we'll come, we'll come to that in just a second. Can I, take it, uh, can I go back to Jennifer Whitmore for a second? Do you accept the rationale for the unoccupied beds given by Barry Andrews? No, I don't. And I, I can give you the figures, Cormac. So on the thir- 23rd of February, uh, according to Laura Fletcher, uh, reporting for RTE, there was 2,151 beds in the IPAS system that were unallocated and lying empty. So that's ignoring all the beds that you know were set aside for Ukrainian uh, refugees. Mm-hmm. These ones were specifically for asylum seekers. Now, the fact that those beds are paid for by the state and are sitting empty when there's over there's 1,100 vulnerable men and they are all vulnerable. They are on the streets of our city centre and all across the country in sub-zero temperatures, um, freezing with their tents collapsing on them. The fact that the government has not made a decision to use the accommodation that the state has paid for for mm. those people is an absolute Barry, disgrace. Can, can I just, and I don't think anyone let, let can stand over it. So, the, the figure that you gave at the beginning was was 5,000. Um, and, and I think you're acknowledging now that uh, you're, you're talking about 2,000, uh, which is available for international protection applicants. Okay, the other half are for Ukrainians and they're partic- specifically contracted for. So we know, as I mentioned in my opening comments, that there are roughly 300 to 400 international protection applicants coming in per week. So the idle beds, if you want to call them that, are there in anticipation as forward planning for those families, for women and children that are going to come in and make but applications. These people are here right now. In that, so that's why we're dealing with the, the specific situation that arises right now. Why haven't they been given the beds? 
because they are there in anticipation of international production happenings. No, 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 no. Women and children that are coming in over the next few weeks. And, and you know, it, it's a case of... Only women and children. They are, for the most part, that's what they're for. For the most part, yes. but some men as well. No, these, these are specific. I think I think the vast majority of these are for women and children. They're trying to anticipate okay, that. So the vast majority. So why not give the allocation that would be for men to the men who are on the streets? Uh, the, the vast majority of these. I don't think they would they would solve this problem. The problem is well, solved the situation. Let's say, for example, sorry, Cormac, the, problem the, is the man originally from Pakistan, yeah. who said very poignantly, "Very, we are also humans." We also deserve respect and dignity. Well, I think what's that on, man on, is sleeping I, on the I streets. I think what you're suggesting is that, and, and, and uh, Deputy Whitmore suggested this, is that this is political somehow or another and that it is un, inhuman. The department are working day and night, every hour that, that they have to try to provide for everybody that's in the system. And they are experiencing a huge increase in have, demand. Have you not in a roundabout way accepted the logic of which, what Jennifer Whitmore has has said that this is indeed a political choice to leave these people in the streets because you have accepted, number one, that there are empty beds. And but they are for women and children. So, so you are for women ch- and children and, and families and who, is, who may, who you say, you say who, who, who may arrive, who may no. arrive next year or will arrive. Sorry, so you, what we have I, here... I would be fa- it would be fair if you accused me of not uh, planning for the future, if you accused the government of not no, planning for the future. No, hang on a second. Future. So I'm trying... The government I'm, is planning I'm, for I'm the try, future. I'm trying to... And are, you re- are you seriously telling me mm-hmm. that the allocation for families that is there and in the system as part of the planning for what we know is going to happen, this isn't guesswork. We know yeah. exactly so what's I'm going to happen. So I'm trying to figure out if the political charge. I'm trying to figure out if the political charge that Jennifer Whitmore has made is correct or not. I'll come back to Jennifer in just a second. But what you're telling me is that there are empty beds. You've acknowledged that, hmm. and yet there are people sleeping in tents in the freezing cold, and that's a political choice that's being made, isn't no, it? No, no, it's not. It's not at all. I, I really reject that. I don't see the logic of that. We have beds that are there for people that are coming in. That, and, I, and I think that most members of the public would say that the right thing to do for us is to prepare for what's coming in the next few weeks for women and children that are going to need beds. If we take them out of the system, then we're going to have women and children sleeping in the streets. And I don't believe that there's anybody who wants to see that. Out. And what do you say next week then, Jennifer Whitmore, when women and children possibly are on the streets? So what I'd say is... like. It is absolutely, this is a political choice. The political choice has been made to set aside over 2,000 beds um, in preparation, as as, uh, Barry said, for women and children to come in. But there are vulnerable men who need those beds now. What I would say to the charge... That's what's in City West, Jennifer. Sorry to cut across you, but that's exactly why City West has 40 to 50 beds vacant right now. Okay, but there's over 2,000, Barry. Okay, over 2,000. So that that gives quite a a buffer for a number of weeks. What I would say to you, the reason we are in this situation is because the government has not planned. The government for the last number of years has not produced the accommodation uh, that that is required. They've housed Uh, an awful lot of people, haven't they? In emergency situations over the last number of years. Absolutely, and and no one could have foreseen the Ukrainian situation and I can absolutely understand the challenge that that has presented for the government and has also presented for the department. And and look, I know the people in the department are working really hard to try to address this. But saying that, at this stage, the government should have at least six reception centres built that would facilitate people coming into this country and because the government has not planned and have left everything uh, on very much an emergency footing, has not dealt with it in a medium to long term basis, 
that why that's why we're in the situation. Oh, can I we're read you uh, the statement we've got this evening from the Department of Integration? They say the department is experiencing increasing numbers of international protection applicants requiring accommodation. With all efforts being made, they say to ensure sufficient capacity is maintained for arriving families, including those with children. Uh, goes the statement. The department is in regular contact with the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive, the Dublin Simon Community, Street Link Homeless Support outreach service and others on this issue, particularly with regard identification of particularly vulnerable individuals. These organisations are provided with the department's duty phone, they say, which is monitored 24-7, which they can use to identify said individuals. Prioritisation is given to the most vulnerable individuals. And the last line in the statement says that given the cold weather, this system is crucial to the department's response. So they know about the cold weather and they know about vulnerable individuals and they have a system, Jennifer, to deal with it. Well, if there was a system to deal with it, what we're seeing is that system failing. 1,100 men asleep on our streets at the moment in these temperatures. There is no one, I think, that could stand over that. It is absolutely disgraceful that a wealthy country like Ireland has n- is not in a position to actually provide our moral and legal obligations okay, to these people. Yeah. And you mentioned in. the six and, reception centres really that you've important. been looking for. Can you give me uh, locations for where you'd like them built? No, look, the, the government needs to plan this, right? Well, well, and, why, and the reality can, and, uh, is... But that, no, there, McCormick, there's the, so the, the, the rub, the, because it's very difficult to plan this, given community consultation and so on. So why don't you come up with an alternative plan? Okay, so what I would say is the government needs to set out the plan. The Minister O'Gorman has been saying he's going to bring a plan to government for, uh, I think it's nearly a year at this stage. We're still, it it keeps on getting delayed. We need to see the plan. We need to see um, details of how government are going to deal with this, uh, uh, whether it's Ukrainian uh, uh, accommodation providers or asylum seekers. And we're not seeing it. And look, it is for the government to to look at the... um, all the different data and, and based the locations on evidence. But what I will say to you is what we've seen across the country is when people are, um, you know, when, the, when different centres have been mooted to, to house these, we've seen Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael uh, councillors coming out against it, um, okay. coming out against uh, accommodation that's being provided. Right across so the board I, in some, in some situations. Can I go back to Barry Andrews before I finish? One final question briefly, if you can. Is the government giving a commitment then that these people will not be on the streets tonight? Uh, as I said earlier, uh, Cormac, uh, and, and I was down at Dublin Castle, they're not just in Mount Street, they're yep. in, in other parts of the city. And, and you know, to see, uh, you know, Jennifer's absolutely right. It's a really appalling situation. We have obligations under EU law and mm. Irish law. It's commitment. So the, the, the department are working as we speak to try to get all of these men off the streets during this cold snap and, and to make that happen this evening at, at the very earliest tomorrow. OK, we'll see what happens. Barry Andrews of Fianna Fáil, Jennifer Whitmore of the Social Democrats. Thank you very much indeed.